Welcome to the Single Lady Estates podcast. My name is Bobby Wasserman, and I'm the founder of Single Lady Estates. Thank you for spending some of your time with us. Today, we are going to talk about three very sexy subjects, home plumbing, HVAC, and electrical systems. This will be fun and informative, and trust me, you need to know about these systems because home sellers and contractors are banking literally on you not knowing about these. I'd like to introduce Robin Wurzel, co-owner of several real estate-related businesses, including Wurzel Builders and First Home and Commercial Services, which focuses on plumbing, electrical, and AC, all based in the Austin, Texas metropolitan region. Welcome, Robin. Thank you, Bobby. I'm looking forward to this opportunity to speak to other women about these systems, plumbing, HVAC, and electrical. Well, before we dive in, how did you get interested in building and construction? Well, it wasn't my initial interest. I've been married 33 years and my husband is in construction. So through our 33 years of marriage, I was a flight attendant from American Airlines and he um, was working for Mervyn's department stores. Uh, eventually, um, they moved us, wanted to move us to Michigan. I'm a I'm from the South and um, he loves warm weather. So we chose not to go to Michigan. So he went to Texas A&M University to get his construction science degree, his master's degree in construction science, actually. After he graduated, we moved to Austin and he started working for a general contracting company. About two years into it, and we decided we wanted to start our own business. And that's when he started Wurzel Builders. Within three years, what our big success is, uh, we were named number two fastest growing company in Austin in the Austin Business Journal. And in 2001, Wurzel Builders made the top 100 list of companies nationwide in Entrepreneur Magazine. So we were growing fast. That is terrific. It was. And then, uh, you know, with growing fast is some growing pains. But in 2008 and 2009, when the economy decided to tank, so did the um, construction industry. So he decided we needed a business that was in an industry that could um, do well even in a slowing economy. So plumbing and HVAC, he thought, no matter what, you need plumbers, you need plumbing, and you need HVAC. This has proven to show throughout the time, especially like with the pandemic, the company still operated just like it normally does. And um, we were invited in people's homes when there was emergencies. So what his thoughts were proved well for us. Excellent. Can you talk to us about like at a 100,000 foot level, can you talk to us about home systems and perhaps as the engine that powers your home? And what is the general knowledge a homeowner has of these systems? Well, I think of the systems in our homes similar to those of our body. First Home and Commercial Services, we approach our home service calls like a whole home health check. We offer a program that is called Peace of Mind. It includes two an AC and a heating check, one in the spring and one in the fall, and a plumbing inspection and an electrical inspection. The idea is to look over the customer's systems and educate and consult with the customer about their home and offer recommendations or solutions. We do not sell to the customer. We educate the customer so they can make the decisions best for their comfort and their safety and their budget. I love that. So what do you see with women and contractors versus men and contractors? Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of women in the trades or women contractors. I wish there were more. But what I know about women is they're every bit as capable, and we would love to have more women in our company. I believe the difference between women and men in the trades is probably attention to detail and empathy. 
but we do train that in our gentlemen tradesmen as well. What about homeowners? When you go into a home and you've got a woman homeowner versus a man homeowner, what do you see as the difference of what is asked or what is known with women? I think with women, they're probably more apt to be concerned about safety, cleanliness, and that's not in every case. So when we go to the home, we focus on those things to make them feel safe and comfortable while we're there. That's probably their biggest concern. And then with the husbands, they're probably more into the details. And so they just really follow us around and ask questions. Um, And the women usually don't seem to do that as much. Oh, interesting. We're here to change that. (laughs) So let's talk about HVAC or your home's heating and air conditioning systems. Can you discuss this system broadly, how long they last, the impact of weather, et cetera? The HVAC system usually lasts about 12 to 15 years here in Austin or the South. And it depends on the quality of the system, how well it was installed, and if it's properly maintained. Of course, the hotter the weather, the harder your AC has to work. And if you do annual checkup, annual maintenance services on your HVAC, like what you had mentioned earlier, you know, you check the AC in the spring and the heating in the fall, does that increase the life of your system? Definitely. I think the maintenance, just like a health checkup, is very important. We do this yearly. And I think as long as you're doing that, your uh, system will not only last longer, but it will be more efficient. It also helps keep you informed of what's going on in your home so that you can plan or prepare for repairs or replacements down the road. You kind of know how things are going. Excellent. Excellent. You know, what's the impact of climate change on an HVAC system? For example, Seattle has experienced heat waves, yet only 40% of the homes currently have air conditioning. We've been dealing with a lot of uh, temperature swings lately, and it seems to be getting worse. All of these factors put a large strain on your system, or especially your HVAC system, because of the temperature swings. They have to work harder. With the noted temperature swings, is there a way, in addition to maintaining your system you know, on a regular basis, anything that a homeowner can do to stretch out the life of that system? As far as the uh, temperature swings, like in the summer, if you leave your home, don't turn off your AC only increase the temperature of your AC by maybe four or five degrees. The continual change, if you come home and then you put it down to cool off, that is really hard on your system. So whether it's in the winter with your heat or the summer, don't vary your temperature more than four or five degrees when you leave the home or even on vacation. It's just not good for the system. Oh, excellent. That's a really good tip. Yeah. Other things would just be maintaining it. The filters, some recommend you know, three months, six months, and there's different quality filters. But if you have lots of pets in your home, you're going to change it more often. I think the biggest thing I've seen with people having problems is when they do a remodel and there's a lot of sheetrock or dust, that clogs up the filter. And if you don't change it immediately, you start having problems. Your AC system has to breathe just like we do. So if it's not able to get the air through it, it chokes and it, it shuts down the systems. Okay, so I'd like to start looking at the HVAC system from the perspective of purchasing a home. So with HVAC, there's the unit itself, as well as the controls, distribution systems, the vents, um, the filters that you've mentioned, et cetera. When you are purchasing a home, what do you need to look for 
to determine if the HVAC system is going to be working for a while or it's going to need some work? Simply the age of the system is the most important thing because I said they last 12 to 15 years. So if you're towards the end of that timeline, you definitely want to consider you may have to buy a new system. So know that in advance. It's also how well it's maintained. If you go in the home, you might want to just open that. If you see uh, where the filter is, just open it. If it's filthy, then you know that they're maybe not maintaining it or keeping it maintained that often. If you go and you can tell everything looks clean around it in the dust, then you know that system is probably being maintained. If it's older, you may ask them, you know, do you have a maintenance program on your AC system? And if it's a company like ours, we can give you the records, you know, if the homeowner, and then they can give the records to the buyer if they want. Those are the biggest things. Oh, excellent. All the other things are where it's located. You can look at the condition of the ductwork, but the thermostat is kind of an interesting thing because we're in Austin. They're very techie here. So some people like the communicating systems, Wi-Fi, where they can program it. Communicating systems can be very expensive. So if that's important to you, you might take notice of that. Oh, great. Again, great information. Can you note on an HVAC, what is expensive to repair or replace and what is minor? What may you do yourself and what do you absolutely have to have an expert to help you with? As far as AC goes, I wouldn't recommend anyone working on their AC system beyond changing their filters. Only a um, HVAC licensed technician. So the things that are most expensive, of course, are replacing the whole system. You can have repairs done. Of course, all of those need to be done by a licensed, experienced technician. Some of the little things that happen, maybe your condensate line clogs up and it turns off the switch. There's a switch and it's not in every system. So it's a good thing to note too. There's a turnoff switch that when your AC starts to condensate or it starts to, water starts to build up in a pan underneath the AC system, it will turn off a switch so that doesn't overflow into, if it's in the attic, it will go into your ceiling and, and get on, you know, can go through the ceiling. So that's important. That condensate line be cleaned out or blown out, you know, once a year. So that doesn't happen. But having that turnoff switch or that power switch is a big deal to look for. The um, other things that can happen quite often, there's a capacitor. It's a smaller item that may have to be replaced during the life of your AC system. But a lot of times it comes down to when things start going wrong at 12 to 15 years, it's just better to replace the whole system. I think minimum right, right now, a system's about 10,000 at minimum for the smaller system with lower SEER rating, but it can go up to 30,000 depending on what you're looking for. So it's expensive. Wow. During the home buying process, when you receive an inspection report, what are the general questions on HVAC should you ask or the report should answer for you? Mainly just how old the system is. They can also look at the unit that's outside. If there's debris around it, you can look at just the general condition based on if it's been sitting in the sun or if it's rusted. So those kind of things will tell you if it's aging prematurely. But other than that, there's really not much more from the inspection. What we do and what I think is important when it comes to plumbing and HVAC is to get a separate inspection from a plumbing or HVAC company and they can go in and check everything and tell you exactly what's wrong with it, if anything, and maybe it's lifespan. That is great advice. I strongly recommend everyone take that advice. (laughs) 
The federal government is looking to electrify HVAC systems by expanding the state energy efficient appliance rebate program. Ignoring the politics and focusing only on the impact to homeowners, what would be the impact of that? Potentially receiving a large tax credit for upgrading your system, and that will also, in most cases, lower your monthly utility bills, depending on how efficient of a system you get. So I think that would be the biggest um, impact for you personally. I think some of the downsides would be um, right now, of course, there's a supply chain issues. So the more demand, the more that may come in. It's okay if you don't have an emergency replacement, but if you're thinking down the road, just plan that with your HVAC companies. So it may take two, three, four weeks to get the system you want in. It's an emergency replacement. You may have to go with not exactly what you want. And in some cases, we even had to mix match some parts because the others just weren't available. So the ideal solution is to be able to plan ahead and have the company order your parts for you, and then all that should go fine. So let's move on to plumbing. Similar to HVAC systems, you only really notice plumbing when it's not working. So let's start broadly on plumbing systems by region and age of home. Can you just give a general overview? There are three things that come to mind when um, your plumbing is not working. Water not getting hot is probably the most common one. Drain slow or backing up or no water coming into the home due to a break in the supply line. Tankless water heaters are good for families who run out of water and have a smaller space to put the water heater. However, one misconception of the tankless water heater, it does not provide instant hot water. The home would need a hot water circulation pump to have hot water on demand. Slow or clogged drains mean there's something wrong with your sewer system. This can mean you will need to replace or repair your sewer lines or repipe your home. Most sewer systems last about 30 years unless tree roots invade your sewer line or the ground settles causing a belly or a break in the sewer line. This could be the most expensive plumbing repair. So if the home you're buying is 30 years or older, I would recommend your sewer line have a technician come and camera it to see the condition of your pipes. Great. The other thing, too, for people in California, just FYI, your pipes underneath the footprint of your house, your foundation, that's covered by home insurance, generally. The sewer line that goes from the, the edge of your foundation out to the street, not covered by insurance. So double check if you have that problem. I would double check your insurance policy, but that's been my experience. But I wanted to move on and talk about the plumbing delivery system and perhaps differentiate it with what you see, such as fixtures versus piping. What can you look for in a home that will tell you if you've got a good system or have some major repairs on your hands? The age of the home is a major indicator of the piping system condition. And you always want to know if that system has been had any major changes, such as a remodel to a home, additions to the home or if the system has been replaced or repiped. Those are the, the main things that you want to look for. That's great advice. What is PSI and why is that important? The PSI stands for the pounds per square inch. So this is the pressure that your water comes into your home. The maximum PSI should be 80. And if it's more than that, then you can have a long-term effect on your plumbing system, causing premature failure, 
So I would ask the inspector of your home if they can tell you what the pressure is. If not, call a plumber. And also if there's a PRV valve, that's a pressure reducing valve, and that will also help. So if the pressures change, that PRV valve will keep it to a certain pressure. And similar to HVAC, is there regular maintenance that should be performed on your plumbing system? Well, we here at First Home and Commercial Services, we offer that yearly. So we think it is important to look over your system yearly, as well as flushing your water heater every year. That will flushing your water heater helps it last longer and it also keeps it's more efficient. And I could go and explain why, but anyway, just know that flushing your water heater and um having a plumber come and check your system is good to do once a year. Great. During the home buying process, when you receive an inspection report, what are the general questions on plumbing that you should ask or the report should answer? Well, it's always a good idea to get a visual look inside of your drain system. Sometimes homeowners are unaware of the problems that are developing literally under their feet. If you start to see wet spots on your carpet or wood floors start to swell, you may have a leak in your plumbing system. So those are um, things that you should look for. And for a home's plumbing system, can you note what is expensive to repair or replace versus what is minor? And again, what you can do maybe for yourself and then what you absolutely need an expert for? So with, um, with your plumbing, your water heaters are expensive. But if you have to repipe or repair a sewer system, that's when your plumbing gets the most expensive Minor repairs to fixtures such as toilets and faucets are often less expensive, and homeowners can do these themselves. Talk a little bit about the electrical system and if there's maintenance that is required for that. I don't think of the maintenance as much, but inspections. When we come out to inspect your electrical system, we'll look for things like, are your outlets warm to the touch or hot? Are there burn marks anywhere around the electrical Okay. Again, what is expensive versus what is kind of a minor repair when it comes to electrical systems? So the most expensive repair or replacement would be on your electrical box. You should have an electrician inspected every year and uh, make sure it's not being overloaded or shorting out. There are different brands that might need to be replaced sooner than later. And uh, an electrician can tell you that. But the electrical system in your home, there are reasons that you might have to literally pull out the wiring or rewire a house. And uh, of course, that's very expensive, but it's not common that has to be done. Sometimes you have animals that would chew through your wires and then there's no way an electrician can find that spot without looking behind all your walls. And I guess another thing that would be important when the electrician comes out is sometimes people add things to their home. You want to make sure that your home has the right amount of power going to it to support everything that you're doing in that home. So those would be some of the things that they look at. So I'd like to just get some final thoughts on all these systems and any advice or tips you can give home buyers and homeowners. Yes. Don't underestimate the value of a licensed plumber or technician, electrical or HVAC, and know that it's expensive to fix your systems. But regular maintenance will prolong the life and efficiency of your systems. For people who are buying new homes, I tell people is that as they're building the home, before your sheet rocks up and you see your system, you see your electrical, you see your plumbing and all that, take pictures because it's like a footprint. And then when something does happen down the road, or if you sell it and you can give that to the next buyer, if something happens, then the technician can see. It's like a 
an x-ray in your walls and they don't have to tear apart the wall necessarily. They may be able to say, oh, okay, I understand where this is going. And it makes repairing or replacing that much easier, faster. So the diagnostic is quicker. So the cost of that diagnostic. So I don't know of anyone that ever does that. I think that the other thing before you close up the walls, if you're building a home, have an inspection, your plumber go out and look at it because when they're building those homes, they put them up very fast. So if you have a plumbing inspection or electrical inspection before those walls go up, they can look at things and find potential problems before. This is great. So those are two things that even with new homes, I would recommend. I think that's really important that you really do want a professional in there. I think that's a really good point. Thank you so much for your expertise and insight, Robin. This was just fantastic. This is stuff that we all need to know. And especially for women homeowners, you have to ask questions and you have to understand the answers. So just be diligent during your home buying process or the home repair process. So if you don't understand the answer, just keep asking questions until you do. So Robin, where can people find you? Well, we're First Home and Commercial Services, and we're located in Austin, Texas, and we service the Austin area and surrounding areas. Our website is spelled out, First Home and Commercial Services. Well, it's the number one, ST Home and Commercial Services, or you can call us at 512-282-7787. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Single Lady Estates podcast. To learn more about what Robin discussed and to join our community, go to our website at singleladyestates.com. Also, we've got some really great news. We launched our first Single Lady Estates merchandise store, and you can find our signature mug and notebook on our website.